Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. You know, I think it's important for us to understand the landscape that we live in and that we live on. We have the landscape as Christians that we live in, we're a part of. And that is that we don't live on a, on a playground, we live on a battleground. It's a battleground. And some people say, well, you know, Pastor John, I'm really not a fighter, I'm more of a lover. That's good, because we are called to be lovers. We're to love the same way we've been loved. Amen? How many believe that's important, that we, we love people the same way that God's loved us. We give mercy the same way that we have received mercy. We give grace the same way that we received grace. How many believe that? That's just so important. It's, it's what really makes a difference in the world today when we do that. And so we do. We, we do. We are lovers. We're called to be lovers. But we're also, we're also called to be fighters. There are times you have to take the gloves off and say, I'm not fighting fair. And the reason it's important is that we have an enemy, and the enemy is not going to sit back. As a matter of fact, he's not sitting back. He is at work coming after the church, after Christians, after believers that are really pursuing God and really pursuing God's best for their life and God's purpose for their life. I don't think he's really, you're not a target if you're not really pursuing God's purpose and plan. But, but when you're pursuing God's purpose and God's plan, he's, I can promise you he's coming after you. And one of the things that he loves to go after, he loves to go after, he loves to go after Christians' hope. He loves to go after their hope. He loves to go after their hope. I've been in numerous situations where I've watched people. I've watched people. And I've watched when they didn't have hope, when some didn't have hope, and I can tell it, you can see it. You can hear it in their language. You can see it in their countenance. But then I've also seen it when people, the switch turned on and they had not just a natural hope, but it was a supernatural hope because looking at their, it's not that their circumstances changed, but something on the inside of them changed. Their circumstances didn't change, but there was something on the inside. It was like a switch was switched. It was turned on and there was a hope that came alive in them. I've seen it many, many times. You know, the Bible talks about, in Romans 4, Paul talked about Abraham, and he said that against hope, he still hoped. In other words, God gave him a promise that he and Sarah would give birth to a children. We know the story. If you've read the Bible very much, you've been around church very much, you know the story. You know what happened. He was well in age, and Sarah was well in age, and God says, hey, I'm going to give you a child. Yeah, right. But there was something, there was a switch that went off in Abraham and Abram. And it just, hope came alive in him against hope. His circumstances didn't necessarily change, but his hope changed. It came alive. And the point is, is the enemy comes after your hope. But the good news is this. There are no circumstances that are hopeless. But there are times you may lose hope in circumstances. But I, I think the Holy Spirit wants you to hear something tonight, and He wants you to hear this. He wants you to hear that if you don't have that switch on where hope is alive, you can turn that switch on tonight. Because it's not over. As long as you're breathing, it's not over. As long as you're breathing, there is hope. As long as you're on this planet, there's a chance. Nudge somebody and say, there's a chance for me, there's a chance for you. Because there is. 
There is. Sandy and I were, were missionaries several years in, in, in Romania, and what we did, one of the things that we did is we went there to establish a Bible school in a local church that we had been in partnership with for a few years. And about the third week in, in, in school, we, we had school four nights a week for three nights, and, and I taught three nights, three, three hours for uh, four nights a week. Let me say it that way. And about the third week, one of the Bible school students, three of the Bible school students came over. There were a young man, two young ladies that came over. And when, when they were walking up towards me, I looked at the young lady and I knew something's not right. It was like the switch of hope wasn't on and I could see the, I could just see the countenance. I could see it. And so the translator came over and they said, listen, to describe what was going on in this young lady's life. And she came out of a, a gypsy family, a gypsy culture and uh, the gypsy culture in Romania is a very different culture. It's a, it's a culture that they have their own rules. They also have their own belief systems. And one of the things that they do, they believe in curses. It's manipulation. It's fear tactic. It's their lies based on lies and deception. But, but so they begin to tell me about this young lady that, 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 that she was afraid and she was racked in fear. And she really, she said, I don't have any hope because I've had this place, this curse placed upon me. She didn't know any better. She had just gotten saved not long. She had just gotten filled with the Holy Spirit not long before that. And so I said this. I said, listen, you just keep coming and you keep hearing the word. You just keep coming and you just keep hearing the word. And I'll never forget it. It was, it was the following week. I was just teaching along on faith or it might have been who you are in Christ. I was just teaching along. And you know what happened? I saw the switch flip. I saw it Flip. It was like she she was listening and all of a sudden I was happening to be moving over in front of her and I was just teaching away and, and teaching about faith and God and what God can do. And all of a sudden it was like that that switch just flipped and hope came alive in her. And and after the after that session, she came up to me and she said, You know what? I'm not under that curse anymore because Jesus has set me free. I know what the truth says, and Jesus has set me free. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. I saw it. I had me just looking at her. Yvonne, I was just looking at her and I saw that switch go boom, hope. And it was like her, it was like something just was like came alive in her. That's what hope does. That's what hope does. There's another, there's another situation in the Bible where the circumstances, the circumstances looked hopeless. Mark chapter 5 is a lady, and again, if, you, if you've been around church, you've heard this. If you've, been, if you've heard teaching on faith, you've heard this, right? But let's go there again. How many knows that you can get something again? Visit it again, and, and you can get something. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Somebody said, well, I've been dealing with something for a long time. It doesn't matter. Are you breathing? Are you breathing? And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but grew worse. If anybody had a reason to throw in the towel, this woman did. Twelve years she had dealt with this situation. Twelve years she had been, been dealing with this. 
You know, you can be dealing with something for a long time and and it can just sap you of hope. It can just pull hope out of you. It can pull the strength and your joy and your peace, especially when you're trying. It's not like this lady wasn't trying. I mean, she was doing everything that she knew to do, but what she was doing just didn't seem to work. But how many knows it's important to do something? Don't just sit back. At least she was doing something. She was trying But every report that she got, the circumstances, the symptoms in her body didn't get any better. It just kept getting worse. And I, but I love this next part. It was in the first song that we were singing in worship. We were talking about the name of Jesus. That the Holy Spirit brought this back to my memory. So it says, but when she heard about Jesus, let me put my iPad down for a second. When she heard about Jesus, when she heard, when she heard, when she heard, when she heard, when she heard about Jesus, guess what happened? Guess what happened? That switch that was off, that hope switch that was off, it got turned on and she straightened up and she said, you know what? I might have been in this situation for 12 years. I know what the physicians say. I know what the circumstances are. I know that my circumstances haven't changed, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I've heard about Jesus and I know now that he is my hope and he is my salvation and I've got breath in my life. And so there is hope. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. What am I going to do? (laughs) What am I going to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to move. And I'm going to make up my mind. I'm not living this way anymore because Jesus is alive and I'm going to get me some Jesus. I'm not waiting on Jesus to come to my house. I'm going to him. Listen to me. Sometimes you can just sit around and, 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 and get down and get depressed. But let me tell you something. When you just step back and go, I know I'm breathing. I know that Jesus is alive. And because of that, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to wait on Jesus to come to me. I'm going to him. <laughs> I had uh, a good friend of mine. His mom was diagnosed with, um, actually, her name is Tina Welch. And it's, how many remember Josh McElwee? Remember Josh? Josh was on staff here for several years. He's pastoring a great church in Alexandria called One Life. And his mom is named Tina Well, just an amazing woman of God. And, um, and uh, she was diagnosed with uh, throat cancer years ago, and she was a fantastic worship leader. Fantastic. Matter of fact, the, the pastor that, that we, were, we, were, we were there all together, and uh, he knew that she had a gift in her, and he said, you're going to get up and, and, and lead worship one night. She said, no, I'm not. He said, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you're going to get up. You know what she did the first time that she got up to lead worship? She got up with her guitar, and she turned and faced the back wall. <laughs> and she started singing, and then she turned around, and she said, I was so scared. But how many know that, that, you know what? You overcome fear and let that gift start developing, and God can do amazing things. And God was doing amazing things. She was just an incredible worship leader. But then the enemy came after her, and, you know, obviously we know that it was the enemy because it's coming after her voice. It's in her throat. And um, she, just, she just made this decision one day. She said, Jesus, either 
I'm going to you or you're coming to me. I would rather, I would rather you touch me, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and take this. I'm going to fight and I'm going to believe. You know what happened? The switch of hope got turned on in Tina Welch. And guess what happened? She's healed and she's whole today. Amen. She's healed and she's whole today. Listen. Listen. So what happened with this lady is the, the, her circumstances didn't change. And that's what I want you to get. The doctor's report didn't change. The, the feeling that she had been having and had been in her, in her body for twi- it didn't change. It didn't change. But what changed was that there was a supernatural hope that came alive when she heard about Jesus. She heard about, she heard about Jesus. Well, what did she hear about Jesus? Did she just hear that Jesus was a good man? I'm sure she heard that. I, I, I can tell you what she heard. She heard that Jesus was healing people. And, and that, 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 that he was just going about doing good because he was anointed and by the Holy Spirit. And he was just healing people, healing folks. And she, she heard that. I mean, that's what happens next. She got up out of her house. She made her way and she pressed through the crowd. I mean, sometimes, you, sometimes it's not always easy. F- faith isn't always easy. Some, sometimes we just look for a shortcut. We're just, we want it to be easy. We, 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 want, to, we want God, to, we want God to, to, to make our giants or our situations better. God isn't necessarily going to make your situation better. He's just going to make you stronger. He's going, he's going, he, can, he can help you have hope come alive. And that's what happened with this lady. Hope came alive and she began to move. I started off by saying this this evening this little session, is that, 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 that the enemy, if he can rob you of your hope, then you'll just fold up and die. I'm not, always, I'm not saying just naturally, but you'll just fold up and quit. And when he does that, when you do that, the enemy wins. And, and, and he's sad as he loves that. I believe this. I believe we need to make the enemy miserable. And not, not, don't even, don't give him the satisfaction, the satisfaction of us throwing in the towel. And this evening, maybe you are here. I'd like the worship team to go ahead and come back out. I want us to go back into that first song, Ashley, the first worship song. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, but you know the one I'm talking about? Say again. That's it. That's it. I'm not good with names. And even with songs, sometimes I don't know the words. I just make them up myself. So, (laughs) Right? But I want us to step back into this. And and we could do a lot of things tonight. We could say, hey, why don't you come back up and let us lay hands on you. Pastor Sam and I could pray for you and lay hands on you. But I really felt like, I really felt like this evening, it's that, that, that it's not that you need somebody's hand on you. Somebody reaching towards you. You need to reach towards Jesus. Are you following me? Because that's what the woman with the issue of blood did. She pushed and she reached towards Jesus. Now, there's nothing. We, we believe in laying on of hands. We do that because this is in the Bible. We do that. We believe it. But I believe sometimes we can just get caught in the routine of that. And sometimes we just need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And he says, no, why don't you just reach out towards me tonight? 
Why don't you just reach out towards me? Why have anybody reach out towards you? You reach out towards what? Me. And so tonight, you, you could be here this evening and, and hope could be long gone. It's like the switch of hope is like over here. But how many believe that that switch can go from here off to on? From off to on. And when it switches on, you write, it's something like it's something that just sort of just pops up in your spirit. You go, you know what? I'm still breathing. Jesus is still alive. And I believe God has got this. My circumstances don't have to change. They don't have to change because I know, I know that I know to know that Jesus is my Lord and Jesus is moving in my life and Jesus is my answer and Jesus is not going to let me down. I mean, believe if we could bring in the woman with the issue of blood here tonight, Murtis, and we say woman with the issue of blood because we don't know her name. We'll just call her Murtis. We say, Murtis, no, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to, the, I'm talking to one of the issues, but Murtis, was it worth it? Was, it? was it worth pushing? Was it worth reaching? Was it worth it? What do you think she's going to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe it'll be worth it tonight when we stand and you begin to worship. And if you have the switch of hope off, you just cause that switch to come on as we just worship God here for a few more moments. This seem good? All right, once you stand to your feet, let's begin to worship. And, and if your hope level is low or it's off, listen, you just reach out right now. You just reach out and you say, Jesus, I'm coming to you and I'm going to touch you right now. I'm touching you. I'm going to touch you. And I know I'm not going to be disappointed. Let's worship him in this place. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.